Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey, food bloggers. It is just us today, just you and me. And in this solo episode, I am going to talk about things to ignore. First, I would love to plug the Eat Blog Talk membership because it's awesome. Food blogging does not have to be disastrous, you guys. It does not have to drain you. It does not have to overwhelm you. And it does not have to make you feel like you're the only person in the world working your butt off to achieve some seemingly unattainable freedom. You deserve to value yourself and reap the rewards of doing so. You deserve to have a clear next step to work less and earn more. Join us inside the totally revamped and awesome Eat Vlog Talk membership to go from lonely to deeply connected. There are so many amazing people inside. Go from overwhelmed to having clarity and disorganized to planned and prepared and also not knowing which information to consume to having clear next steps. Everyone has a different definition of freedom, right? But we all want it. Freedom is the reason most food bloggers decide to really dig into their businesses and find success. The focus inside the eBlog Talk membership is to provide motivated food bloggers with resources and support to help meet their financial and freedom goals. If this perks your ears up, head over to eblogtalk.com to become a member today. Um, you will have to forgive me, everyone, if, if I'm a little off in this episode. As I am recording, my household is filled with COVID, myself included. It has been a really rough couple of days. My husband is not doing well. Um, thankfully, we've been able to avoid taking him to, taking him to the ER, um, but he is like down and out and we are trying to manage his fever and it is just kind of rough. So if you are actually listening to this episode on, let's see, it's supposed to go up on Monday, March 29th, then a minor miracle has happened. So I hope that is the case. Um, Let's talk about some things to ignore because this has been a huge theme for me recently. If you follow me on social media, you are likely getting tired of hearing me talk about this because I've been saying how noisy this online space has been for me recently and how I've been having a really hard time drowning all of the noise out. And I feel like every so often I do go through a period like this where I just need to reset and I feel like everything is really loud. I know I need to do this when I start doing a few things. I start bouncing around from project to project, task to task, tab to tab, email to WordPress to Facebook to Trello, and then back to email and start the whole thing over again. This is not an effective way to run a business, as you already likely know. It's inefficient, it's draining, and it can also be really damaging, not just to our businesses, but also to our minds and the way that we kind of think through things and start to lose focus. I assume that I'm not the only one who goes through periods like this. I consider myself to be a very streamlined, productive individual, but I do still have times when I get to this point where I just have a hard time focusing 
So my first step was acknowledging that it was happening. That's always the first step I believe for everything is just seeing it and acknowledging it and staring it in the face and saying, I see you. In this case, distraction, shiny object syndrome, whatever you want to call it. I see you. I know you're there. So now what? Last week, I was on Clubhouse and I was listening in on a room where a bunch of entrepreneurs were chatting. And I heard this one entrepreneur say, this person happens to be someone I know and respect, but he said how he loves to batch his podcast interviews like a madman and get so much done because of this. And I had the light bulb go off in my head because I used to batch. I used to batch like crazy. It is such a great way to tap into the magic flow of productivity and creativity. And it's also a great way to get a lot of stuff accomplished in a really short amount of time. So after I was in that room, I started putting a plan together for bringing batching back into my business in a new way and also on a new level. I just need to step it up a little bit. More on this another time, I think maybe I could do an entirely separate episode on this. But for now, I want to talk about how thinking about batching has also given me a new perspective on boundaries and how creating boundaries gives me permission to ignore certain things that do not need my attention. Whether you are like me and finding this to be a particularly noisy season, or you are just trying to streamline and make a few little tweaks to your focus, I really hope this information will be helpful for you. I will run through my own list of things that I will be ignoring in the foreseeable future. So take or leave any of these ideas or all of them. As you know, we are also unique and our businesses are also unique. So it would be highly unlikely that all of the things that work for me will all also work for you. Also, shout out to my friend Jason Logston here because he gave me the idea I'm about to share with you. Thanks, Jason. (laughs) You're awesome. As you go through the process of deciding what to ignore, open a fresh new spreadsheet meant for the sole purpose of logging your feelings. Not in a weird way or not in like a journaly type of way, but for documentation purposes only. As you work on different tasks throughout the day, pop over to your spreadsheet now and then and log how you felt during and after you worked on a given task. Use the spreadsheet or even a notebook if you want as your guide to help refine what your focuses should and should not be in the future. I loved this tip and I'm going to start doing this next week when I dig into work on Monday. So again, thank you, Jason, for the inspiration. I have five things I'm going to talk to that I will be ignoring here in the next few weeks and months. So I'm going to talk through those. And honestly, I could have probably come up with more, but again, not feeling well. And I really want to get this episode published on time. So if you have anything to add, I would love to hear from you what things you are choosing to ignore right now for yourself or for your business or both. Number one, unplanned social media time. Obviously, social media is a necessary part of our businesses, so we can't ignore it completely, unfortunately. I do have recommendations, though, about how to pay attention to social media without selling your soul to it. Here is my new personal strategy. I allow myself to focus on two social media platforms at any given time. 
I also put time boundaries on those two platforms. So I make sure I don't overdo it. For the remaining platforms, I do absolutely bare minimum. Currently, I am giving my time to Clubhouse and Instagram. I limit myself to three hours a week on Clubhouse, not a minute more, and that includes even listening in on rooms, and 15 minutes a day on Instagram. The other platforms are given very little love, bare minimum love, but I do what I need to to get by in those areas. Number two, email. Ugh, I hate email. It's my nemesis. On a daily basis, at least once a day, I feel like doing a select all, delete. It has been my strategy, or I should say non-strategy probably, to dip into email here and there throughout the day. As I go through my hours and projects, I kind of blip back and forth in hopes that I can kind of keep up with it. But am I ever really caught up? Even when I check constantly and consistently throughout the day, Honestly, no, I am never caught up, even if I go in there all the time. I always go back to these wise words when I get caught up in the never-ending cycle of checking email every five minutes. Don't give your best self to tasks that don't demand your best self. Email definitely does not demand my best self, so it does not make sense for me to dive into it right away in the morning, which is my most productive time of the day. And it doesn't make sense for me to check it repeatedly throughout the day. My new strategy, and I'm sure this will evolve because I feel like my strategy with email is constantly evolving, um, goes like this. I check email after my burst of morning productivity and I allow myself 30 minutes to take care of as much as possible. After that, I make myself wait at least two hours before checking again. And my hope is that once this becomes more of a habit, if I just kind of force myself to do it day after day, that maybe I'll even be able to check it even less because I know people who get by just by checking their email once or twice a day and the world never ends. Number three, numbers. I know I have talked about this on the podcast before, but there was a time when I was literally obsessed with my analytics to the point where I would sit and stare at them for hours at a time while sitting on my couch. This was not only ridiculous and a complete waste of my time, but getting into that obsessed mindset kept me from focusing on the things that actually mattered in my business. It was an extremely unhealthy place for me to be. And after a while, it became a habit. So I would just sit on the couch and be like, okay, I've got to sit and look at my numbers obsessively now. So I did the obsessive number scrolling, uh, watching, gazing for way too long. And after a while, I did start recognizing that it was unhealthy and I just stopped. I completely stopped cold turkey. There is value in keeping an eye on analytics and your numbers. I completely agree with that point. Uh, but I do think that you should limit it to probably once a month or so. You know, that can all change a little bit. So maybe every two weeks if you want more. Um, maybe every six weeks if you want a little bit less. But there is no value in checking your numbers too often. So no value in doing it daily and even weekly, in my opinion. There are ebbs and flows, ups and downs to absolutely everything in this entire universe. Cycles are a part of our life. So if our analytics are in a natural downswing, 
what is the point of pining over that? So my strategy is this, review and log analytics and followers across all platforms once a month. This will give me monthly insights about how my content is doing and can allow me to make needed adjustments. It will also give me a glimpse of progress made over time. So again, like over time, not from day to day, but an extended time in the future. Also, when you cling desperately to anything, there's never a good outcome. Numbers are not an exception to this. Number four, social accounts that make you feel icky. This one is so sneaky. When I started checking in with myself in the middle of doing something, I realized that there are social accounts I follow that I thought were good for me or that I actually enjoyed or liked that made me feel good that actually did not. As I scrolled through Instagram during my allotted social scrolling time the other day, I noticed that I would literally get a pit in my stomach and start scrolling super fast to speed through certain posts. Do you guys ever do that? That is a sure sign that those posts, those accounts, whatever you're trying to scroll super fast past should probably not be in my feed or your feed if you're feeling that way too. I feel like I accepted this as kind of a normal thing that I would get agitated occasionally on social media, like, oh yeah, that agitates me. Darn social media, keep scrolling, but it doesn't need to be like that. I am in control of what I see. I have the ability to unfollow, mute, or do whatever I need to do in order to stay sane and happy as I do my social media time. And you do too. My new strategy is this. Anytime I notice that icky feeling, I stop scrolling and I ask myself, why? Is the post I'm looking at coming from an account that has annoyed me in the past? If so, there's a repeated history there. So I mute and I just carry on. Number five, learning. What? Megan, you're going to tell us to ignore learning. This coming from the girl who is constantly talking about absorbing information. (laughs) Yes, I am. But I would love to explain because I do love learning. Absorbing information such as ebooks, audiobooks, um, books, just paper books, uh, courses, webinars, podcasts, summits, conferences, all of that is so great for business. And I do highly recommend consuming all of this as much as you can. In my opinion, we have to constantly be learning in order to push that needle of success forward in a big way. However, sometimes it can be too much. There are times lately when I've been doing fairly mindless work, such as editing photos, and at the same time listening to a podcast, I noticed that my brain just kind of started to hurt and not work as well. I replaced the podcast with silence. I just turned it off and was able to carry on with my work just fine. So my strategy is whenever possible, I now schedule my time for learning so I can give it my undivided attention. Um, And I recommend if you do try to double up like I so often do. So if you're doing work and listening to something and consuming something else, check in with yourself periodically and just make sure you're not feeling overwhelmed or agitated or frustrated or kind of that angsty feeling. And if you do feel any of that, just turn off the learning 
and you can always revisit that at another time. Okay, I made it through my list. I am giving myself a high five. I didn't die. My family's still alive. Yay. I hope you guys are all healthy, by the way. This is such a weird, crazy, scary time. It's been over a year since the pandemic started, and this is our first real experience with COVID. I mean, we've known people who have gotten it, but um, we didn't know what to expect. I don't think any of us do. And my husband's been basically in bed for over a week. Our oldest son, who has a heart condition, had it this week as well, and we just didn't know what to expect with that. Thank goodness it didn't phase him much at all. But yeah, it's really uncertain and we just never know what's coming. And I hope that you guys are all safe and healthy and well. And I want you to know how much I appreciate you. Sorry to get gushy. I guess that comes with being a little sick, right? Um, But yeah, I hope that you found some value in this episode, even though it was short and sweet and to the point. Please feel free to reach out anytime, you guys, and let me know if there are topics you want me to dive into or anything that you want to chat about. I'm always free to do that. You can reach out at megan at eatblogtalk.com. And thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.